at the end of the day, we're giving a chunk of listings to an agent. We're going to figure out exactly what they're going to make and make a very small piece, a little upfront and a lot later for the relationship so they can go ahead and list that. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks. I'm yours truly, Marco Kozlowski, with uh, Gabriel Araish and Frank Galuccio, who has decided to join us in this recording. We just recorded one with uh, only Gabe. Uh, Frank was... Busy making money, and how is that ever good? But we're, we're glad that he's doing that. So today we're going to discuss ways of monetizing opportunities. Uh, many people think that you're in the real estate business just to find that or create that one opportunity that is going to make you money at the right cap rate in order to take it down or the right opportunity to take it down because it fits your buy criteria or you could buy it. But there are actually 27 different ways of monetizing opportunities, no matter where they are on the scale of discount. In fact, you can monetize something that is at value. You can monetize even something that is above its value. And there's so many ways of monetizing opportunities uh, and it's bananas. And I actually have a class that I teach just on monetizing different leads that are available uh, as they come in that we create. And I say create because we work towards an impasse. And if you have not listened to our episodes on impasses, please go back listen to those. It's crucial. We're not making offers to get a yes. We're actually making offers to get a no. And what we do is called gap compression, where we compress the gap between where we are and where they are until they get to a point where they just can't come any lower for a myriad of reasons. And based on how low they go uh, and the percentage of discount it is for that specific market, because a discount in Los Angeles will be considerably different uh, percentage-wise than a discount maybe in Toadsuck Ferry, Arkansas, or Lizard Lake, Pennsylvania, or any of these other places that have weird names. So based on that percentage of discount with our counterpart, someone that really needs to sell, uh, we have different solutions. And I'm gonna discuss just one of these solutions. And I also have support material. Uh, if you choose to go into that direction, that can also help you. That is available on getdealsbytuesday.com. That's getdealsbytuesday.com. You can register and enroll for that. And I have actually a seven step video series that will actually show you how to monetize this. And it's pretty badass. I've been using this technique to make tens of thousands of dollars a month in passive revenue on basically trash that uh, we turn into cash. And uh, we're gonna discuss that uh, today. So not sure who wants to uh, to start. Let's first talk about a quick snapshot on impasses and then we'll go into, into the next step. But the first step has to be an impasse. And Frank, Gabe, do you guys wanna talk about that like literally for a couple minutes? Sure. Frank, all right, you got three hours, go. I never been to the, yeah, thanks. What's in Lizard Lake, Pennsylvania, and why would you go there? Is there opportunities there, Marco? Can you monetize that? that? A, That's it, it's a desert. Go. That's what the folks want to know. <laughs> Is that all, you, all, all he heard was Lizard Lake? <laughs> yeah, Lizard, Lizard Lake. That's why I want to go there, yeah. Uh, actually, you know what, Marco? Oh, so the impasse. So, yes, everything starts at the impasse. Yes, when you get to that conversation. And listen, when, before you brought this to our attention is people are normally – they have a set uh, number in mind, whether they're using a certain matrix or algorithm or whatever the case is. If they don't get that number, then they just walk away. But all that effort that, like you said, that you put all that effort and time that you put into that only to walk away 
and you shed some light on how to monetize some of these things where you're literally walking away, but you're still making money on it. And that's, you know, you're singing my tune there. I, I love that. Uh, but in order for you to do that, you have to follow the process. And we keep saying that over and over in, in many different podcasts where you have to reach the impasse. Now, the impasse is where, just to recap, is where the seller can't go below a certain amount. It's going to hurt them if they do. They're going to, the witch and the Wizard of Oz, when you pour water on her, she's going to melt the melting, right? So it's when they can't go lower. If they do, it's done. That's ingredient number one. And ingredient number two is that you're very specific on your communication that as a cash buyer, sadly, we can't give them cash price for what they're asking, right? And number three is that you ask for the permission. Hey, we can't give you cash for what you're asking. We wish we could. We know if you go any lower, you're going to melt. Um, if you want our help, you know, maybe we can muster something together and still get to the closing table. I was just floored that you actually got the Wicked Witch correct. That's where I was like, wow, you didn't mess up the, uh, the analogy. You had to mess, us, mess up the analogy. Thanks. So the second is that they believe that we can close. So we have the money to close, but sadly, we just can't close at their amount. And the third is we know why they can't close at that amount. Do they need a specific amount? They need to move on with their life. They need whatever their goal is. We can't, you know, we know that, but we're trying to help them fulfill that. Exactly. So they can't go any lower. They're going to get hurt. They know that we have the ability to close by the communication dominance uh, skills that, that I empower those that communicate well with the seller. They're clear that we can help them, but not at the number that they're looking for in order for them to move on. And once we have that impasse, it could be that they're only at 11% discount or 12% or 17 or, you know, they're not at the 30% off that we need in order to use asset-based lending. And most folks are going to fall in a, a fairly small discount. And we are focused on for sale by owners. We are focused on off-market properties where there are no agents involved. And there's an opportunity there that we can actually serve not only the seller, but we can also help a real estate agent. And uh, the process around that, number one, is to uh, once we understand and built a relationship with them, and again, we're not just about numbers, we're also about helping the human on the other side. We're about how can we get them what they're looking for? Yes, it doesn't meet our cash buy criteria. No, we can't use asset-based lending in order you know, to help you out. Let's say it's worth a million and they want 890. There's just not enough juice for us to, to write that check. Uh, using an asset-based lender. It just doesn't make sense. But they need the money and they maybe they need it in six months from now. They just need that amount of cash to go do their next thing, as Frank was saying. So there's an opportunity there for us to solve a problem, actually many problems. And the first one is, listen, if we were able to get you the 890 and to have someone that is able to get you that, we can't, we can't write that check, but we have a network and someone that is able to get you what you're looking for, would you be open to that? And they'll spend their time, money, and energy in order to get that. Are you open to that? And if someone really needs to sell and their timeline permits them to wait a little bit longer, I'll ask Gabe, what do you think that human on the other end, that seller will say? Uh, of course, they're going to say yes. And I just wanted to highlight what Marco just did here. He's not providing them with a solution. He's asking them permission to provide them with a solution. And that's very key here because you can't force anyone to do anything you want to make sure that they're open to receiving help so that you can then help them and we've told you this on multiple podcasts in that if we can only help you if you are willing to be helped and that works not just for you as an individual if you're looking to get into the business it works also with sellers who have a problem which is they need to get rid of the property at a certain price 
and in this case again they need help because we can't help them with the way we want to buy but we might be able to help them in another way but we have to know that they're willing to be helped first and if they're open to it and so that's what mark was doing there so yes of course the seller would say yes if they had the the time permitting so well said gabe so i've got the franks today i don't know i don't know what's going on <laughs> don't go franks. blaming me <laughs> okay yeah, don't edit that out so, so yes <laughs> so so I'm not gonna. Uh, this, this is the fun of the podcast. It's, it is actually we don't we added very little to tell you the truth. No, but we should do so, bloopers now. We should, we should. Where was I going with this? Okay. Yeah. So as long as the seller is open to this, uh, we, this is a very valuable lead. A, we have a relationship. We know exactly what they want. We know what they need. We know the time frame, and there there's some equity there. And if let's say it is a market like Los Angeles, and they are wanting you know, an 11% discount, and for a hotter market, that's a fairly decent deal for someone else, not for us. Uh, 11% discount we can get pretty much anywhere for the returns that we would get doesn't make a whole lot of sense because it's most likely a very low cap rated or low return um, asset anyway so it doesn't make sense for the cost of cash that we're bringing to the table listen if there's a 4% return and we're paying 5% for the money there's no money there we're upside down so it doesn't make sense but they're most likely an agent with an 11% uh, spread that would love to step in love to get that listing and be able to sell that asset fairly quickly and aggressively and make them a nice little commission. So we're going to put an agent uh, together with that seller with their permission, of course, to list the property and uh, through a marketing agreement, not a co-listing agreement because I'm not a real estate agent uh, or licensed, nor do I want to be one. We have uh, documents that a RESPA attorney, there's something called RESPA, which is the Real Estate Settlements Protection Act, which Procedures Act, Real Estate Settlements Procedure Act, which forbids anyone that is not licensed to get paid upon the closing of a property unless you're licensed to do so. So if I were to get paid or Frank was to get paid or Gabe was to get paid on that on a commission or a shared commission, it would definitely be bad. It's a federal law. And if you violate federal law, you could eventually wear a Nord suit. And I don't want to drop, be dropping any soap in prison anytime soon. Maybe Frank would, but I certainly would not want to. No, I think a medium <laughs> just in case. But yeah. We don't look good in orange. Let's just yes, keep it no, at that. Yes, nobody does. So yeah, so we don't want to do that. We actually created a marketing agreement that allows us to get paid upon the listing of the opportunity and within a certain amount of months after they've gotten the listing. And it can be pretty substantial. And this serves the agent because if you think about it, if you're a real estate agent, the hardest part of the business is A, finding listings, and B, not being nickeled and dimed to get the commission that you deserve. You know, agents work hard and they should be paid well. Now, if I've already negotiated a significant discount with the seller, and the seller already wants 11% discount for that agent to come in and and again, I'm, I'm gonna say, hey, Gabe is a real estate agent. He's really good. He's a crack agent, not an agent on crack, completely different. He's going to be able to, you know, he has the right contacts for that area. He's gonna be able to really give you exactly what you're looking for. Gabe is gonna call you. Seller's gonna be, yes, all right, have Gabe call me. Gabe calls, hey, you know, said I was gonna call. Yes, 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 let's, okay, this, uh, this deal, let's ink this deal. Gabe could ask for literally a 10% commission if he wanted to, and then just discount his commission to make sure that the seller netted out 890. Uh, and their agents do this all the time where, you know, they know that the seller is looking for a certain amount or in order for the deal to actually work, they have to discount their commission because the seller's going to say no. And that happens all the time. 
So we've really solved two problems. Problem of the seller needing what they need, period, and helping agent get a listing that is completely barrier-free or it's very well, for lack of a better word, hassle-free, well-lubricated. It's Mm -hmm. a very simple process. There's no bumps and bruises. There's no pushback. And we get paid on that lead and listing uh, whether the property sells or not. So it's it's going to be a very easy conversation to have with the agent. I have these conversations, as I said, already um, neatly done in a seven-step process that you can access. And uh, if you go to getdealsbytuesday.com, getdealsbytuesday.com. Gabriel, you have something to add to that? Yeah, so just for the, the realtor, think about the regular process of selling a property. If, if they had to, first of all, they got to spend all this marketing dollars just to get into the listing, right? But in this case, normally if, you know, I go to Marco and he's, he wants to sell his home and he calls me, I'm the realtor, I, you know, come, I have to, it's almost like an interview process the first, the first time. But then it's, well, if I as a realtor would ask him, how much do you want for your home? The answer is always going to be the same, is as much as possible right? It's, it's get me as much as you can. We've done all that work for the realtor here where he's working upside down from what traditionally is. He knows what the bottom line is and then he can adjust in order to reach there. So he, so the agent knows that if 890 was the number that the seller needs to net, that's what they need to net. If they sell it for 900, then their commission is only 10 grand. If they sell it for above, then it's going to be higher. That's all it, it comes down to. All they know is that they're working. It's like reverse engineering. And this makes the realtor's job a lot easier. And they're coming into as a warm handoff from us. So again, there's no real interview process. There's no selling for them to do. The uh, permission has been obtained. So the buyer already wants to work, is expecting the call of the realtor. And it's exactly that. And we've we've been preaching throughout this podcast that this business is about serving others and helping others. And this is a beautiful case where you're helping a seller, you're helping a realtor. And in the process, you're helping yourself, even though I think in in this type of transaction, you're monetizing what we would qualify as trash and turn it into cash. And we're probably making the least amount of money out of the three individuals in this in this equation. We're getting a very small piece from a marketing perspective, just a little marginal fee up front, like 100, 200 bucks just to cover costs, which is zero, by the way, if you're doing it my way, zero marketing cost, zero, zero. Frank, I don't know if, if you pay any more than that, but it's always zero. Frank never pays. Frank, more than Frank that. doesn't like to pay yeah. for anything, you know. <laughs> That's right. Pay me so I can have a Facebook ad. Facebook <laughs> pays him for yeah. ads. Well, <laughs> even an agent yeah. were to market on Facebook, they're not guaranteed to actually get a result. You know, no matter they put their stuff on bus on buses, you see these bus wraps where you know they have this goofy face of the agent, pick me first, or you know uh, these bus even bus benches. They're marketing all over the place, investing a tremendous amount of cash without a very specific result. So for, for me to go to, let's say Frank is the agent, hey, hey Frank, I've got this listing on a million dollar asset. Their bottom line is an 890. Do you think you can sell this? He takes a look at it, says, yeah. He says, what do you think you can make on this? He says, I don't know, 50 grand in, in commissions. And if I say, listen, if you, I'm gonna give you five or six of these and if you sell half of them, you're gonna make, what, at least if you sell half of the five that I give you, if you sold all of them, that would be 250,000. If you only sold half of that would be what, 125. Listen, if you paid, if 20 grand work, if you sold all, you know, half of these are pay me a little bit now and pay me the other, the rest later. Now I'm saying this in a, almost an unclear way, which is a little frustrating to me. And that's why I have this laid out in a step-by-step process. But at the end of the day, we're giving a chunk of listings to an agent 
we're going to figure out exactly what they're going to make and make a very small piece a little up front and a lot later for the relationship so they can go ahead and list that. And many agents, and I know, Frank, if you want to talk about this, but many people that are listening to this, possibly for the first time in this concept, the question is always, well, why does an agent do this themselves? So, Frank, do you want to talk to that? Yeah, that's why they're agents. I know, and not, not disrespecting the industry, there's a lot of agents, they're very knowledgeable in what they do, but they're serving other people. They don't know this because that's not what they're, they're not taught this. They're not taught how to think this way, um, which sometimes is even, they get even a little bit skeptical. But I know, Marco, you had your paperwork and your agreement worked out from a RESPA uh, lawyer. So, you you know, you know it's sound that you can get a marketing consultation fee out of it. And, and listen, in these hot markets, being a realtor is very competitive. I can just imagine, I'm quite sure that the retention or client acquisition is in the thousands. Yes, they are spending money. They're trying to get through the noise. They're trying to cut through the noise uh, to be noticed so they can have that listing because they know that listing can score them, depending on what market you want, can score them 50K, 60K. So giving you a, a couple hundred up front and you know, maybe giving you 10 on the back end for giving those leads and they'll gladly give you the 10. Why? Because if you give them 10 leads and five come to fruition and they sell it, like you said, they just made $250,000. And then they're on crack because now they want more of what you're giving them. And, and that's the thing. But ultimately the seller, so the seller who's selling, and I think that was a key ingredient. If the seller is looking for 890 in this example, and they're reassured that, hey man, if we can get you the 890, nothing else is gonna come out of your pocket. And knowing that there's other people going to back to sell his property or her property, why wouldn't they say, they wouldn't say, they wouldn't say no. Unless they, you know, they think you're really shady, but they wouldn't say no. If they're getting what they're, what do I got nothing, to lose? Nothing at all. And the next sort of facet to that is not only do agents not know how to do what we're doing, but they're coming in to list where we're coming in to buy. So the conversation is very different from a real estate agent say, hey, let me list your property, you know, song and dance. A lot of these are already off market, don't necessarily want to go to an agent because they don't want to pay a commission. So we're back ending the conversation where we're going to buy, we're going to buy, we're going to buy. We compress to their best possible number. And now there is room for the agent to be paid. And as long as they understand that they're going to net the exact number that we're going to give them and the, you know, it, listen, if, if I say to you, Frank, as the buyer, as a seller saying, listen, yeah, Gabe, the agent is, you know, super awesome. He's going to, he finds a buyer at 950, you get 890. We'll just make the difference. You know, we'll make that 60,000, but you're still getting that 890. So we're working for our commission. You're isolated from that number. You're not really paying a commission. We're earning our own commission. It's a very different conversation. And we're actually, as a buyer, having that conversation in advance so the agent doesn't have to. So it's a very smooth transition and it's, it's very powerful because an agent isn't coming in saying, I'm going to buy it and then negotiating the price. We're coming in as buyers, establishing our credibility, building a relationship and passing on that relationship to the real estate agent that will then list it. And if they don't pay us for whatever we agreed on, let's say we gave them 10 and they sold five and they made $250,000, they owe us 10, 20 grand and they don't pay us, I don't care. I'm never gonna give them a lead again. But that agent would be as dumb as a box of rocks for not paying us because they're not going to get any more leads. They're not going to get any more listings that were that easy to get. And their business is not going to grow because they're, they don't see the value of them growing their business in a way that no other agent has been able to do in the past. So it's a very, very powerful strategy if you really understand how to do it and uh, uh, position it right.
Very, very important. Simple. Mr. Agent, how many times would you trade $20,000 for $250,000? That usually solves it. Pretty easy. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is. And, and the point is you're already doing the work. The legwork has already been done. Your sweat equity and marketing, uh, getting driving that number down has been done. It just created another income stream. That's what you're doing. It's just you're creating another, another income stream and another opportunity for a realtor to make some money as well. Uh, so it's a, it's an ingenious idea. I love it because you're doing it anyways. And, you know, you start building these relationships. And guess what? It can even work the other way where the realtor is so grateful that you're giving them the leads. They may give you some pocket deals. So it works twofold. They may come back and say, you know what, Gabe, I know you guys want to buy. I just got this right now. I don't want to prepare the OM or the flyer or whatever it is. Are you guys interested in something like this? Maybe. If the numbers Absolutely. make sense, let's do it. And we can so still get a commission other, on, yeah. you know, working their commission for giving us mm -hmm. the deal. And, you know, it's circular. They scratch our back, we scratch their back, and it's how it works. It's a relationships business. And imagine a team of real estate agents that are being extremely well paid because you're giving them the leads that you can't buy. These are huge profit centers. We're talking, to, you know, as you get bigger in, in numbers, a three, four, five million dollar asset, you know, you're looking at $100,000 paydays on these things. These are huge. So you do 10, 15 of those a month or a, a year, let's say just a year, that's over a million dollars just selling leads to an agent that is going to, they're doing a better job. You're helping the seller actually offload the property and you're making, you know, a million bucks in the process. And these are all opportunities that you would never be able to buy to begin with because the numbers don't pencil for us to get asset-based lenders involved. Or the interest rate that we can get the money doesn't support for that area. Like I said in the very beginning, it's a five cap market and we're, or a four cap market or a five cap market even, and we're getting the money at five, there's no spread there. You know, if you're paying 5% for something that's costing you 5%, what's the point? But that is very valuable to someone that's very local. So you can really do some amazing things. Now this is just, again, one of the 27 different ways we have of monetizing opportunities and the simplest one, and I hope it really does make sense. And if you want clarity on that and a seven step process, uh, just go to getdealsbytuesday.com. Uh, you can listen to some seller calls as well. And you know we have a, a process around uh, not only helping sellers, but also helping agents so we can monetize pretty much everything. So instead of worrying about that one in a hundred that's gonna make you money, uh, we can worry about monetizing a hundred out of a hundred while we're looking for cash flowing opportunities. So you're eventually actually going to make more money on the trash than you will on the passive income that you're going to be getting on that one property that you're looking for, which is one out of a hundred in the list that we pull. You're getting about one out of a hundred through the email processes that we have. So instead of just worrying about the one, let's worry about making money on all of them. Hopefully this was powerful. Frank, Gabe, appreciate you as well. And listener as well, if there's any topics at all that you need us to touch on, please email us marco at marcokozlowski.com. We would absolutely be thrilled to uh, work on topics that might excite you. Every time we start recording, we're all looking at each other going, what are we gonna talk about next? So we're always looking for some new opportunities, new topics, so we can at least save a good 15 minutes of us just looking at each other with our mouths open going, oh, did that, uh, did that one, did that one. So we appreciate you very much. Share it, love it. And uh, again, thank you so much to the listener and thank you so much, Gabe and Frank. Love you both. Have a great, great day and keep on crushing it. And again, better skills give you better opportunities, which give you passive income, generational wealth. And that's what we're all about. Thanks so much. Take care for now. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. 
Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to getdealsbytuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.